Live in the entertainment capital of the world. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. And Turner in the air center field. That ball's hit well. Martinez on the run. This is way back. And it is gone. It is a walk-off home run for Justin Turner. The doctor is now in. Glad to have you with us on a thunderous Thursday edition of the T.C. Martin Show. Hell yeah, today, Major League Baseball is at the forefront. Not only do we got the NLCS, and it could be champagne popping time at Chavez Ravine at Dodger Stadium. Steve Sachs is going to join us. We'll talk to Sachse, the former Dodger. The former two-time World Series champ back in the day, and of course the five-time All-Star as well, as we talk NLCS, ALCS, potential World Series matchups, all of that and a whole lot more. We'll dive into that with him. And of course, today, a very special treat, we're going to talk to my man, Mattress Mac. Now, a lot of people are familiar with Mattress Mac, and who is this guy? Well, he is... One of the, uh, I want to say, diehard Astro fans, diehard Houston sports fans, and diehard sports bettors. He makes his way to Vegas quite often and uh, lays down a lot of money on wagering. And you're probably familiar with hearing about the, the story with Mattress Mac. He owns several uh, he owns a chain of furniture stores, gallery furniture, in the Houston area. He's been doing it for a long, long time. Uh, he's a big-time sports fan, and he runs a promotion usually every year, or especially when you know he, he feels that uh, the teams that he backs can actually win it all. And uh, this year he did it again with the Houston Astros. Anyone that spends at least $3,000 on a mattress or furniture uh, if they spent over $3,000 during the course of this season, if the Astros win the World Series, everyone gets a refund. That's right. So you spend at least three grand, you get your everything for free. That's right. And so what does he do? He figures he could lose millions upon millions of dollars with this because Gallery Furniture does a huge business in the Houston area. It's a chain of furniture stores. Been around a long, long time. So Mattress Max says, I need to hedge off my bed a little bit. So then he will go ahead and bet on the Astros. Because if the Astros win, then he's going to lose a lot of money refunding people um, you know, money for their furniture that they bought during the course of this year. So he's a big Astros fan. He's just about all the games. He's thrown out the ceremonial first pitch at the uh, ALDS when the Astros opened against the Chicago White Sox. And uh, when I was back in Houston, I got a chance to meet him, spend some time with him, and uh, a fun guy. So I had told him that I would love to have him on the show. And actually, I've been talking about Mattress Mac for quite some time over the last few years. So uh, it'll be some fun today as uh, we get to know Mattress Mac because he's more than just a successful Houston business owner. He's more than just a degenerate gambler. <laughs> I'm saying that jokingly because he loves uh, you know betting large amounts of money on his favorite teams. But he's bet on Super Bowls. Uh, he's also a horse 
owner as well, too. Had his horse run in the Kentucky Derby. So, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a big-time sports guy. And uh thought we'd have some fun with him today. So give uh, people a chance to know Mattress Mac and, and what has led to him betting on all of the, you know these games and these series and a lot of future tickets. But this guy also does a lot for his community. I mean, this is a guy who has sheltered thousands upon thousands of people in the Texas area uh, you know during you know the hurricanes and the power outages that they've had there in the state of Texas. I mean you go back to Hurricane Harvey in 2017 uh, he sheltered thousands of people. Same thing with uh, Hurricane Imelda and then also uh, in Ida in 2021. It, it's really sad when you think about that. You go back to you know 2017 you had Hurricane Harvey and then Amelda in, in 2019, and then he had the uh, Hurricane Ida in 2021. You know, every two years, you know, over over recent times here, I mean, that area has got hit hard. And uh, Mattress Mac has uh, given a lot of money uh, to charities. He's helped a lot of people, and he's a uh, he's a legend in the community there in Houston. So yeah, uh, Jim McElveen is his name. Uh, better known as Mattress Mac, so he'll join us a little bit later on in this hour. Also, we're going to talk a little wrestling today as well. That's right. Uh, the Good Brothers are going to be joining us. Yeah, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, uh, World Tag Team Champions, currently with Impact Wrestling. Of course, Impact is here in town this weekend at Sam's Town Live, so they will be in the studio. So we'll get a chance to talk to the Good Brothers not only just about their wrestling career and everything, but uh, about one of their famous uh, ventures they've got going right now. They've got a podcast, The, the Talk and Shop, that uh, thousands upon thousands of people listen to. So that'll be some fun uh, talking to them uh, about that. And also Marco D'Angelo is going to join us. Uh, Marco usually visits us at the Cosmopolitan Las Vegas on Fridays. Uh, we're going to have Marco join us today. And uh, we'll get his best bets early on today uh, for the week as we look ahead to the weekend, as well as uh, we'll go over the college board and the NFL board as well with Marco. So uh, check it out and uh, get ready for all that. So, yeah, action-packed show here today. Plenty to do, plenty to talk about. But we kick it all off with Major League Baseball, and we talk about what our eyes saw yesterday. Uh, We talked about the Astros coming back again with a rout of the Boston Red Sox yesterday. 9-1 was the final, and it was all about Framber Valdez with uh, eight innings, one run, three hits, and then, of course, the hitting of Jordan Alvarez went three for five yesterday, a homer, a double, a single, three RBIs, and, yes, the Houston Astros have scored 15 unanswered runs uh, since they got to Fenway Park, taking two out of three games in that series. So now the Strohs lead this three games to two, in game number six tomorrow, they have the travel day today. And then, of course, last night, we saw a- another game of blowout variety where the Braves defeated the Dodgers 9-2. to Atlanta chimes in with four homers. Eddie Rosario, four for five, his second four-hit game. This guy's hit safely in every postseason game. And now the Braves, in total command of this series, three games to one, they have a chance to close it out tonight at Chavez Ravine. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, first pitch, 5.07. We'll see if the Braves can punch their ticket early on. Will they be celebrating in the visitors' clubhouse at Dodger Stadium tonight? All right, we answer all those questions with our good friend, 
Steve Sachs, the two-time World Series champion himself, and of course the five-time All-Star, and the man behind the podcast, Sachs in the Morning. And uh, another edition just came out uh, today, I believe, as well, too. Long form, short form. Steve Sachs, what's going on, my man? What's up, TC? You uh, you pretty much covered it. Am I done now? Yeah, thank you. See you later. Just uh, go ahead and, uh, <laughs> and later, leave your buddy. donation at the yeah. door. There you go. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I don't forget to tip the waitress <clears throat> and the bartender. Yes, exactly. What yeah. What's going yeah, on, no, bro? You, you, you had a you had a great uh, rundown of what's happening in baseball right now. Uh, Dodgers trying to hold on tonight to send this thing back to Atlanta. Remember last year they were in the exact same predicament as they were down 3-1 to one to the Braves, and they came back to uh, sweep them three straight and went on to win the World Series. So I don't think that's – I'd be hard-pressed to say that I think that's going to happen this year. Um, this is a different Braves team. They went out and really revamped their outfield, uh, you know, with the addition of Eddie Rosario, Jorge Soler, who is obviously not playing right now because of COVID, Adam Duvall, and uh, Jocktober Peterson, uh, you know, the man sporting the pearls. Is uh, is you know taking on a new life of their own. This team is a bit different, and they're tough to beat. So let's a lot of things that you uh, mentioned there that I want to hit on. First and foremost, let's talk about Jock Peterson. Okay, do we know the true yeah. story behind the pearls? Why is this guy wearing the pearls? I, I don't think he's really said to anyone. Right, he's trying to be coy with this. What, what do you know, Steve Sachs? I mean, come on, you, this is a former um, Dodger guy. You know this guy pretty well. <laughs> do tell. I, I- I don't know the reason. Um, well, I don't know why people do a lot of things. And I, I myself wouldn't be sporting pearls. Uh, you know, in, in the, that's, that's a bit of a different thing. I mean, that would be, that would kind of like the, see, uh, be seeing the quake in a French bikini. I don't want to see that either. Um, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, we stop. We stopped the show right now. It only took one minute and 13 seconds for Steve Sachs. To go quake on yeah. us. Very good. A new indoor yeah. record. <laughs> I went quake on you, right? We knew uh, it was coming. You know, but Outstanding. Him, but, but him wearing that, that, that bikini would be something because you'd have to go from quake to crack. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Let's hold on. Hold on. Let's remember the last time. cracked in the earth. Let's remember the last time that you were on the show last week. This is how the show ended. You couldn't get through the rest of the segment because you were on the floor laughing. And here he is one yeah. minute now and 36 seconds into it. It's uncontrollable. Steve Sachs. Yeah. Well, I love the quake, man. That's what, that's why I have pictures of him in the batting cage taking a swing. You, you know, I, mean, I, I, I love that video. <laughs> so anyway, I can't tell you why Jock, is sporting those uh, those pearls or the blondie blondie hairdo that he has now? Um, I don't I don't know, but whatever he's doing is working because uh, Atlanta's hitting rockets all over the field. Is it working or is it twerking for him? Yeah, it's working and twerking, <laughs> and uh, they're hitting they're hitting rockets everywhere, man. Everything they hit the base hit. They're pitching uh, oddly enough has matched what the Dodgers is doing. I think partly. Because the Dodgers might be a little bit gassed. Remember, they had they had the, the playing game against the Cardinals. Then they had a brutal five-game series with the best team in uh, baseball with the Giants, and they were able to beat them. But their pitching has taken a, it's taken a toll, I think, on some of the um, some of the gas tank of uh, some of these pitchers. You know, I think that's why it's, it's marginalized them a bit and brought that uh, effective rate with some of these pitchers down a bit. Because they're they're they've been through a lot, played a lot more games than Atlanta. Atlanta's only played four. The Dodgers have played 
the playing game plus five. Uh, and then Atlanta also played, you know, one less game during the season because one of the games washed out was never made up. So they played a lot less games and are a bit fresher than, than the Dodgers. Okay, but let's let's say this. All right, it, it seems like the Dodgers have played more games than they have. Granted, and it seems like their pitching staff is spent. But why is the pitching staff spent? Why? Because of Dave Roberts again. Here we go again. He put himself and he put this team in this predicament, going with Max Scherzer to close out the game against the Giants, which he did not have to do. You could have had Max potentially for games one, four, and maybe even seven, or at least you know one in five or whatever, and then maybe bring him in at the end of seven if you needed to. But again, same thing with Urias. He does, he did that. And here we go with the breaking news. Who are the Dodgers starting tonight, Steve Sachs, in their most important game of the year? The team that won, well, the second most games of the entire season. You should be in the driver's seat. And what are we doing? Oh, Joe Kelly. That's who I want. Another ham and egg reliever to start the most important game. You've done it to yourself, Roberts. Reliever opener. This crap, it's ridiculous. Wow, that is you, PC. You got an opinion on this? Uh, you know, we'd like to hear it. Well, um, look, but and but I think you agree. This, I think you agree with me too. They, it, I well, look. I mean, I mean, they played a lot of games. They they were going to be in a pinch either way. You're going to be in a pinch hmm. because they played so many games more than anybody else. Here's the, here's the other thing about it. If they win this game tonight, which I think they got a chance to win this game, if they win this game tonight, they go back to Atlanta with a well rested. Uh, twosome of Max Scherzer and Walker Buehler uh, for game six and seven, well-rested on their part, but they got to get past this game. Look, if they get past this game tonight, I would say that their chances uh, of winning two games in Atlanta are probably better than if they win one game tonight. I just think it is with the way things are going, and if they do, because of the rested pitching that the Dodgers will have, I think they've got an opportunity to take those two games. Steve, are these guys really rested though? When you have guys like Shearzer, who's you know basically pitched on two days rest, said he's, he came out mm-hmm. open, said he has a tired arm, and again, you know maybe Bueller is the only guy, and that's why I like the Dodgers in that game when Bueller pitched the other day because he was the only guy, he was your only true starter that really had true rest. But Urias hasn't been rested. Shearzer has been burned out, so I don't know how confident that I would feel. You know, with sending Max to the mound, even though he's awesome, well, you know. Yeah, because of, because of the games that you had to play. Remember, they played seven more games than the Braves have had to towards the end of the season. The Braves had to play one less, as I mentioned, one sixty-one. Right. The Dodgers played one sixty-two, and then they had the playing game with the Cardinals. Then they had five games with the Giants, and now they've had uh, uh, four games with the Braves. They they played seven more games. Then the Braves had. So you can say whatever you want about, you know, using this guy, using that guy. Really, what are your options? I mean, had had they not used some of those guys against the Giants, they may not be here right now. You can say that, I guess. But I'll go back to this as well, too. Why would you do something – it, during the postseason, and we we have this conversation, you know, the last few postseasons, you know, since Joe Madden and right. Kevin Cash and Dave Roberts, why would you do something that you don't do during the 162 game regular season that you differ? Mm-hmm. And I'll say that's what you know, Dusty has not 
uh, gone away from that. I mean, and the Astros are, are, are starting to have this success because he's not doing that and mixing and matching and all that sort of thing and having a, a starter come in uh, and be a reliever, a reliever as an opener and that sort of thing, and then putting yourself in the situation where you got guys pitching on, you know, two days rest or, you know, limited mm-hmm. innings and this and that. And I think that anytime you do something, if it was good enough to do that you would do this during the regular season, but these guys, as good as Max Scherzer is and you're Urias, uh, Urias are, I mean, they're just not used to this, and especially with your backup against yeah. the wall in these games. That's just my opinion. Yeah. No, no, it, it's a valid point. I, I agree. And pitchers are, you know, definitely creatures of habit. They like to be, you know, pigeonholed. That, that's a good thing for them because they know that they can do their, their sprints and their, their foul pole to foul poles on these days. They know that they, they won't do it on bullpen day where they're going we're gonna, we're gonna to throw then. Uh, they know how many pitches they're going to throw in the bullpen. So they like continuity. They like the same thing all the time. That bodes well for them. And so to your point, when you put them in a different light, when you ask them to go in and pitch uh, 14 pitches like uh, Urias did the other day and, and have him pitch out of sync, it's, it's a bit of a different role. They say it doesn't bother them because they just want to be, you know, they just want to go get people out. And, uh, you know, that's their nature. Um and, you know, there's history. I mean, look at Oral Hershiser certainly did that against the Mets. He came out of the bullpen and was stellar yep. in, in locking things down. And there's, there's other pitchers that have done it. Um, but if it doesn't work out, you know, it, it's easy to point to that and say, well, they took him out of their normal course of business, and that's why we see this imperfection that we have here. But the other thing I'll say about it, uh, TC, and then I'll let you ask your next question, is that when you're talking about why didn't they do it the same way, if it's good enough during the season, why not now? Because during the season, you have a 162 game, uh, uh, you have, you have some leeway. You have some way to stretch these things out. When we're talking about now, you're talking about there's, there's a finality to this. I mean, you know, if you don't win in that fifth game against the Giants, you're going home. Uh, same thing about tonight. If you don't win tonight, you're going home. And so that's, that's just the difference it is right now. There's more of an urgency to it. And that's why you'll see these other guys fit. Perfectly done. Steve Sachs uh, talking to us here as we mm-hmm. talk about NLCS, ALCS. Uh, final thing here as we get ready for uh, Dodgers and Braves tonight, Justin Turner done for the rest of the postseason. You know, he had a stiff neck that uh, sat him out, you know, earlier on in this series. Now he pulls a hammy. We're going to have uh, Chris Taylor having to start at third base. That's quite unusual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to move mm-hmm. some guys around here. Talk a little bit about the effect yep. of no Justin Turner. Well, that is a that's one separate story because you know this guy's one of the leaders on the team. He had a great year just on the numbers. He had 27 home runs. He knocked in uh, 90 some, I believe, uh, and he plays great third base. And he's kind of like a, a staple on this team. So that that uh, said, you know we know about the the bad neck. We know about the hamstring. What we don't know about is all the other little issues that have been hurting him. And there's probably more when you see him playing up there. The, the hamstring is probably nagging him. The neck is just debilitating. I, I don't know how you play with a stiff neck like that. Uh, and there was probably more stuff. I, I looked at him playing. I thought he, he looked like an old person right now. And it's just because he's got so many things that are biting him and, and keeping him down. Um, he'll be back next year. Uh, but, but this has got to be it for him with the hamstring. So that said, you know, you're going to have Chris Taylor over there. Sometimes when you have your, your big stud on your team goes down, Teams actually play better, and and you know who knows why. I mean, the Astros lost uh, Verlander, they lost Cole, uh, they, they don't have a Lance McCullers there because he's out too. And look what happened. 
Robert Valdez goes out there and throws a game of his life, eight innings, only three hits, 93, 93 pitches that he threw. He, he pitched a soft contact all night. He only struck out, I think, seven and walked one. He was filling up the strike zone, and he got a lot of soft contact. That's what you need if you're the Dodger team. You need somebody to step up and, and take command of what you don't have right now. Again, the Astros, they don't have those other pitchers, but they had a guy like Framber Valdez to step up and really pitch the game of his life. Yeah, and Framber didn't. This looked like the, the Framber Valdez from last year and basically yeah. the, the majority of this season. And again, you know, the, the last start, uh, I, mean, you know, I was at game one back there and he looked horrible and he didn't look very good the game before that as well. But this looked like the Framber Valdez that uh, we've seen before and just a masterful performance, uh, you know, last yeah. night against the Red Sox. All right, speaking of the ALCS, uh, what do you think, Steve? Uh, you know, you mentioned that the Dodgers and Braves have been in this scenario before where Atlanta, uh, you know, they have a 3-1 lead here. Uh, you know, the Dodgers faced this exact same scenario, you know, uh, last year. But think about this. The Houston Astros, last time they were in the World Series, they were in a very similar situation, too. If you remember against the Washington Nationals, uh, they were up uh, two games to none. They went uh, to, to D.C., or I think they were down 2 nothing, I should say. And then they won games 3, 4, and 5 in D.C. Same thing now. They go back home. They just need one game to clinch it, and they lost games 6 and 7 here. So that has got to be relatively fresh on a lot of these Astro players' minds as well because that was just two years ago. Yeah, it's hard to even measure one series from another because, you know, teams aren't exactly the same. Times are a little yep. bit different. Teams get on different momentum slides and whatever. So these things can be a little bit different. Um, but it is a fresh reminder that, that they know it, it can go the same way. So if you're on the bad end of it, you got to make sure that doesn't happen. If you are on the good end of it before, it gives you some solace knowing that, hey, maybe we can repeat that again. That's what the Dodgers are thinking now, but they're really going to have their work out for them. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what do you think? Uh, what happens tonight? Dodgers, Braves, is this thing over, or do the Dodgers send it back to Atlanta? I, you know, I think there's a chance they go back to Atlanta. You wonder how long these guys can stay hot. Remember, we just a couple of days ago, we were talking about the Boston Red Sox and Kike Hernandez yep. and how hot this team was. They could shoot an arrow in the air and kill a fish. <laughs> I mean, that's how hot they, these guys were. And now you see Robert Valdez goes out there and just, twirls a, a gem against this absolutely hot smoking team that we think is never going to end. That thing can turn on a dime and you just try to stay in that mode where things are going well as long as you can. So may, maybe it turns for the Dodgers tonight. Who knows? Maybe because they just have to relax and know that we just got to go out there and do our best because we don't have the assets that we did before. You know, there's no Dustin May pitch in there. Uh, you know, there's no Clayton Kershaw. Now we don't have, uh, you know, Justin Turner. Sometimes when you lose some guys like that, your team plays better. We'll see what happens. You know, and it really seems, and a lot of people like to say, hey, you know, they, they just get caught up in the last game that they saw or the last two games that they saw. But really, when you break it down, we just use those examples where both the Dodgers came back you know, before, the Nationals came back before. But don't you yeah. have the feeling when you get to this postseason like this that no series lead is truly safe? Oh, there's there's no question about that. And that's why you don't look too far forward. You just concentrate on that game in hand. You're really in the moment. And because of the importance of these games, anytime I've been in postseason, I've played in games, uh, I, it, it was really, really easy to not look forward. It was really, the, the, there was so much at stake that how could you look forward? How could you not just stay in the moment? 
And, and that's what I found was actually really easy to do was just to stay in the moment. And, you know, I think they're best for both teams that they can do that. And, and you know, the best team will come out and win. All right, uh, looking forward to that tonight. Uh, game number five tonight, it's uh, it's Max Freed. Uh, 14 strikeouts. He has yet to walk a guy, Steve. I mean, how good has Max Freed been? He's, he's phenomenal. He's one of the best young uh, left-handers in the game. He actually was the best pitcher after the All-Star break. Uh, this last year, he had a buck 77 ERA. Um, amazing what he did post-All-Star break and even now. But if I'm the Dodgers, that's the guy I want to face. I want to face Max Freed tonight at his best, and and that's the guy I want to beat because I know if I can do that, I can go back to Atlanta and win too. Real quick, talk about Eddie Rosario. Where'd this guy come from? Oh, this is it. he's not a household name at yeah. all. Well, I, I've always been a big Eddie Rosario yeah. fan. He was with Minnesota, then he went over to Cleveland. They got him from Cleveland, uh, and this guy has some kind of jump off the base, uh, off the bat with the balls that he hits. He's always been this way to me. He did hit 14 home runs this year. Usually, he's a guy can hit over 20. Um, and you know what? He can run. You saw what kind of speed he has. And uh, he, he's just been a phenomenal addition. One of those guys in that outfield that's been revamped for Atlanta. Uh, Duvall, another guy, 38 home right. runs this year. You can talk about a few guys besides Eddie Rosario. Uh, but Eddie Rosario, I'm a huge fan of his. Always been a great player. Uh, really understated, if you will, because he played in Minnesota. Then he played in Cleveland for one year. Now he's going to get his due because he's on the big stage now. He's thriving. And how, I mean, when you look at guys like Rosario, and we'll throw Kyle Schwarber in there, these guys that come over in the middle of the season or the trading deadline, and you don't think too much of it. But, man, I mean, there are several instances, several guys in both of these series that we've seen in the postseason that have come over and they've basically you know, stolen the show for their teams. Yeah. And sometimes a new perspective can really light a guy on fire. Um, that happens a lot. And it can happen for one guy. It can happen collectively for a team as well. When, when a team, uh, you know, gets into a, 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 a season like they are now, because this is another season, sometimes they get a sense of renewment. If they're able to get past the regular season and get into postseason, they just come alive. And I think that's what you're seeing with Atlanta t- uh, right now. This is a 500 team. TC most of the season, right. the Atlanta Braves. When 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 they got these new guys on the team in this outfield, it just shot them forward. Austin Riley, the third baseman, became one of the best players in baseball right now. The way he plays defense, and you know they were looking for a new. They were looking for who can play third base. Maybe we'll get Josh Donaldson over here. Maybe we'll maybe it'll be uh, Chris Bryant. And and they had Austin Riley there the whole time, and he has just shown himself this year. They don't talk about that anymore. This this guy's going to get some MVP votes. No doubt about it. All right, so Steve Sachs is thinking the Dodgers may be able to send this thing back to Atlanta. What happens in the ALCS, my friend? What's going to happen uh, tomorrow night, and who's advancing on? Oh, I, I, I think uh, you know Houston's going to close this thing out. They they switched the momentum that was so vibrant with the uh, with the Boston Red Sox. They switched it. They're going back to the home park. I think they're going to take care of that. Uh, but again, going back to the National League thing, there is nobody I'd rather face with the game on the line than Max Freed. That's the guy I'd want, and they're going to get him tonight. And that's funny that you say that. I mean, this guy has been phenomenal, like we said. I mean, the guy hasn't walked a batter, 14 strikeouts. He, he is the yeah. ace. But you, you want to face him, why? Because, because I, have, I would have a personal vendetta against this guy 
to really give him a, a you know what whooping. Mm-hmm. And and the Dodgers are are I don't think they want anybody else on that mound tonight other than Max Freed. They want to teach him a lesson. They want to show the Braves uh, on the big stage with elimination at hand, with their backs against the wall, what we're about. We want your best coming at us. We want him healthy. And we want him the best in the top of this game because we're going to whoop him tonight. That is Steve Sachs. That is Steve Sachs, ladies and gentlemen. Not the whippification of American athlete. No, he wants a guy (laughs) at his best. He wants to go at him, plain and simple. That's it. When there's a bench-clean brawl, Sachs isn't going to turn around. He's going to be looking for some 75-year-old pitching coach to go after. That's it. (laughs) I'm looking for Don Zimmer. That's it. Exactly. There it is. Oh, and by the way, look, as he turns around, Quake is stuffing himself with the nachos out of the helmet, eating the nachos with the sour cream on top on a 95-degree oh day God. in Milwaukee. There you go. Oh, God. That is 95-degree day? Oh, my God. I had that to say amazing. that because I knew people I think, uh, I, yeah, I knew people that would, would go to, to Milwaukee yeah. or Wrigley Field, and they would, they would go ahead and they'd get the nachos out of the helmet and on a 90-degree day, yeah. and you're sitting about five yeah. rows behind the on-deck circle in the beating sun. What are you doing? He goes, I got to experience the ballpark. I go, you're not riding home with me. I'll tell you that. How many how many seats did he buy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on, Nubchuck. Nubchuck has has got a, a a new look picture of the quake. A new look picture. We're gonna we're gonna text that to Steve. All right, he's gonna text this to I you, man. Oh, you gotta see it. It's the new look that uh, the the quake is uh, donning now. So there you have it. But don't get. Love it. It's not. It's not a. It's not the full Monty though. Okay, so it, I think it's just a facial. Oh, it's not. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll be uh, anxious to see that. There it is. Exactly. All right, brother. Steve Sachs. Uh, Sachs in the morning. Uh, quick plug for the podcast. It's fantastic. Everyone needs to listen to the wisdom of the former second baseman. Hey, thanks. We got a great guest on on our long form uh, podcast episode today. We have Jahan Jahali who is uh, one of the leading cryptocurrency experts Mm -hmm. in the country from Sarsen Funds. you got to check it out. All right, brother. There it is. Get it where you get your podcast, Sacks in the Morning. Of course, you can hear him on MLB Network Radio XM89 as well with great coverage, and, of course, here as well. Appreciate it, my friend. We'll let you get back to some rock and roll music by the pool. Take care, buddy. Take care. There he is. Oh, yeah. See, you're going to let the good times roll. That's Steve Berline's song. You got the wrong Steve. But that's good. I know Saxy dig this too. You know, he, he loves the 70s on 7. Is he still there? Yeah, 70s on 7. Let the good times roll. We're letting it roll on a Thursday. Thunderous Thursday. See how I go. I just start like going to music here. Mattress Mac. He's going to join us next. If he's not counting his money right now, if he's not in between a mattress. And, uh, a, you know, a, a bedroom set or a dresser drawers or who knows what. Or he's not at the sports book trying to double down on the Astros who got the job done last night. Three games to two. One more. One more, baby. And I'm off to the World Series. I do exactly what I want to do. It's, it's the, the Dr. Dr. T.C. Martin. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. The doctor is now in. All right, don't forget to join us Friday back at the Cosmopolitan tomorrow. We have our best bet segment going on, our three best college, three best NFL plays as well, and of course, Major League Baseball as well. Join us, the TC Martin Show, live from the Cosmopolitan. 
of Las Vegas tomorrow from 2 to 4 p.m. Matt Hole will join us, Double B, Brian Benowitz, and a whole lot more coming your way. All right, we've been talking Major League Baseball. Appreciate Steve Sachs joining us uh, earlier on, uh, talking about Astros and the Red Sox. And, of course, tonight we've got the Braves and the Dodgers. We'll see if the Braves can close it out. So, as you know, had a great time back in Houston watching games one and two over the weekend. And, of course, my good friend Dusty Baker rooting for him. Looking forward to getting back there with one more victory so I could be back there for the World Series. But a man who is famous for being an Astros fan, and not just an Astros fan, but being a big part of the Houston community. And for folks in Las Vegas, they know who this guy is as well, too, because he's made some historic bets, and he loves Las Vegas. And it was great getting a chance to see him and meet him uh, over the weekend. He is Jim uh, McIlvain, and he is known as Mattress Mac. Mac, what's going on, my man? Everything's good. I uh, love being on the radio on your show in Vegas, so uh, go Strohs is all I got to say. That's it. And not only did I see Mac at the game, so there's a line full of people that are want this guy's autograph, and then people are coming and they go, hey, who is that guy? Is that guy a former player? Uh, is that Nolan Ryan? I go, well, no. I say, no, Nolan's a little bit uh, a little bit younger than Mac, and he's, and, he's, and he's filled out. He's a little bit bigger. And then people are going, no, that's Mattress Mac. This guy is a rock star in Houston, Mac. I mean, people love you, and it, it was great not only to see you at the game, but then I got to see Mac at church the following day. Uh, so, you know, he, he's a good Catholic guy as well, too. So it, it was great meeting you, my friend. Thank you. It was great, uh, great, always great being at Minute Maid Park doing the exciting playoff atmospheres and knock on wood so far the uh, world famous Houston Astros are doing very well. All right, Gallery Furniture Chain is uh, Max Place there. You're a community guy, you're a diehard sports fan, and you do like to bet on your Houston teams as well, too. I know you grew up, actually, in Dallas. You played football, actually, at North Texas, the old Mean Green, right? Where was your, your love for sports, and, and, and how did you you know incorporate that in your business? Well, I played football at the University of Texas for two years in 1969 and 1970 when the Longhorns won 30 straight games. Oh. Oh, hook them, hook horns. Yeah, yeah. I was I was a great football player in Texas. I only had two problems. I was too small and too slow in the position I played was called the bench. So I played my last few years in North Texas State. So okay. I had a football career, but I've always had a love for sports because my uh, father was a sports fanatic. Yeah. And you know the thing too that uh, Mac is so big in the community there. I mean, you open your doors to victims of Hurricane Harvey back in 2017. You helped shelter thousands of people. Then there was uh, Imelda in 2019, and then Ida in 2021. Then you guys also had the Texas power crisis, where you gave so many people shelter, Mac. And again, you should be commended for that, because people out here in Vegas, I mean, they read the stories, and they hear about you with the bedding and that sort of thing, but the community aspect, I mean, for you, that is that is a big part of your life, isn't it? Yeah, I have a, w- a sign on the wall that says we all have a responsibility for the well-being of our community. So that's a quote from W. Edward Deming, one of the great statisticians of the 20th century. So what we try to do is not only take, take, take in the community, but give back as much as possible and be an active part of this community. As far as gallery furniture goes, our mantra is, would the customers miss us? We would go out of business tomorrow. And if we're an active part of the community doing good things, then they would miss us. If we're not, when we uh, 
we'll be like Sears and Roebuck, gone forever, and nobody ever knows who's the difference. Right. Excellent. And, you know, I always wanted to ask you this, too. If, if you watch Astro games, and I watch, you know, a, a ton of them here, of course, but uh, for, for some fans, they'll see the sign uh, to the right of home plate from that center field camera shot, and it says B121. And that's that's your business, Gallery. For What does that mean? What does B121 mean? It means we're uh, pulling very hard for the Astros B number one in 21 since uh, we had a promotion that says if you buy a mattress $3,000 better than the Astros win it all in 21, you get your money back. And we've got a uh, $36 million hedge bet on that right now. So we're <laughs> pulling very hard for the Astros to be number one in 21 so we can reward all of our great loyal customers with a free mattress and they can sleep great, free, free, free for an entire decade. <laughs> And that's the commercial he does back there. Free, free, free. And you love the sports promotions. I mean, anyone who purchases, what, $3,000 you know, this year had purchased will get a full refund if the Astros win the World Series. And I know you've done this in years past, in other sports too. How did you come up with this idea? And why did you come up with this idea? Now, if the Astros, anybody purchases a mattress, and uh, that's generally what it is. I started the idea about 12 years ago when the Texans played the Cowboys for the first time in the regular season and said, if you buy furniture, you get the money back if the Texans win. Obviously, they were a big underdog. They got close, but they didn't win. But it makes us more relevant. Uh, Brick-and-mortar retailing is, is having a tough go right now, so we're trying to be relevant. People love sports, and they love the opportunity of perhaps getting their money back if their favorite team wins. So we want to do things to keep us relevant, top of mind, and current with our customers. All right, Jim McInville joins us, otherwise known as Mattress Mac, huge in the Houston community, and he likes to bet as well, too. He bet $2 million at 10 to 1. And, uh, Matt, you're not the only guy that has a futures bet on the Astros. I got one, too, but not nearly for that amount of money. But I did get him back in April at 22 to 1. Why'd you wait so long, Mac? I mean, you could have had 22 That's to 1. That's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. You got me very jealous now. Uh, <laughs> 22 to 1 would have been a lot better. I got some 16 to 1 yeah. at 200, uh, as, as various amounts are not as big as the other one, so. Good for you, jumping on early. You got a great bet there. And the thing about it is, what's so great about this is Matt bet this on the William Hill mobile app, which is a proud sponsor of our show here, Mac. So, I mean, there's a lot of tie-ins here. So, a a lot of promotion. I know the William Hill guys are are very happy, and I was talking to them earlier today. They're going to be very happy to pay your money as well, too. William Hill now Caesars, right? Yep, correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they're great people. Uh, They're uh, not afraid to take some big bets. And uh, I love them to death. They're great people. Uh, kudos to them for taking this large and uh, staying the course throughout this entire thing. So I- I'm a big, big fan of William Hill Caesars. Now here's the deal, Mac. I don't know if you know this or not, but if you win this bet, and I'm and I'm hoping and banking that that you win and and, and we win, that uh, this would be the largest payout in American sports history. Are you aware of that? Yeah, I'd heard it before. You know, uh, I bet three point six million on the uh, Tampa Bay last year on the yeah. Super, uh, this year. I guess it wasn't the Super Bowl, right. so that was a big bet. But yeah, so uh, you know, the Astros are minus one hundred five now, so they're uh, in the uh, they're in a good spot. And the question is how they finish out. They uh, certainly uh, did very well the last two games in Atlanta, but I mean in uh, Boston. But as you well know. Anything can happen in sports, so uh, I'm just keeping our fingers crossed and 
Uh, at the end of the day, people ask me, are you going to hedge this bet? I wouldn't hedge ever against the Houston Astros because I love the Houston Astros. I'm emotionally tied to the team. Uh, I'm very close to uh, uh, a lot of the uh, uh, people that are big sponsors yeah. and fans of the Astros. So uh, it's going to be a fun uh, uh, last uh, two weeks of October here, and hopefully the Astros can bring it all home. All right. And, and what are your feelings about my good friend Dusty Baker? You know, again, that's the reason why I come back to Houston, you know, rooting him on and everything. And, again, you've had him there now for, for two seasons. What is your feeling about Dusty leading this team, Mac? Dusty's class, class, class. Uh, what can you say? The guy's been in the game for all these years. He, uh, I think he said the other day that Carlos Correa reminded him of uh, Hank Aaron's wrist, which is a pretty yep. good compliment. Yep. Uh, Dusty's a dude, and uh, it, we're, we're just lucky to have him here. And uh, he's done a, done a great job with the Astros. And uh, he, he's, uh, I didn't know that Dusty invented the high five, so he's famous all the way around. <laughs> Him and Glenn Burks. There you go. Exactly. So, Mac, when did you start betting sports? Oh, I've, I've had this uh, habit, would be it good or bad, since uh, probably when I right after I got out of college. Well, see, I was going to uh, think that you start even a little sooner than that, you know, that, you know, because I know you had this love for horse racing, too. So I figured, okay, Mac probably spent some time at the track. And, uh, and I did want to talk to you about that because not only is, is Mac bet the Kentucky Derby before, but also what you're the owner of Run Happy. And I'm very curious how you got involved with Run Happy uh, because you have done a lot. Uh, for this horse, you've done a lot for the thoroughbred horse racing industry. I have a lot of close good friends of mine, and, and one of my my uh, you know good friends who is a horse owner as well too. He is an executive at the Cosmopolitan Las Vegas, and we were talking about you earlier today. And uh, he is just uh, you know enthralled how involved you are and what you've done for the thoroughbred community. Yeah, I got you know I have, um, we bought Run Happy at uh, Keeneland as a yearling for two hundred thousand dollars. It turned out to be. Uh, Eclipse Award-winning cha- uh, Sprinter, uh, Eclipse Award champion Sprinter of 2015. Now he stands at Claiborne Farm. So, uh, Run Happy is a, a wonderful horse, and I just um, wish him all the best. He has a great life. They treat him better at Claiborne than I get treated, and on top of that. He's got a whole lot more girlfriends than I ever had. <laughs> there it is. Run happy. So when, when does run happy turn out to be storm cat? And, uh, you know, this guy will just be turned out to stud, you know, just, uh, you know, doing his thing uh, 10 to 15 times a day. Well, he's a stallion now. And right. uh, he got off to a little bit of a slow start, but he's doing very well the last half of this year. So hopefully his stakes winners will continue and he'll move up in the ranks. So, uh, Started slowly, but he's coming along. And, of course, uh, he was a little bit of a slow starter when he was a racehorse. He didn't win his first race until December of his two-year-old year, but then he won uh, six in a row the next year. So I'm a huge uh, advocate of Run Happy. He raced with no uh, drugs, no butes, and no uh, no clenbuterol. He raced on hay, oats, and water only. And I'm trying to get more and more people in horse racing to uh, get rid of the drugs and make it a pure, clean sport, as it should be to uh, – Celebrate these wonderful animals and the wonderful jockeys who are on the backs. There it is. Jim McAville joins us. Mattress Mac, and uh, he's a lover of all sports. You got a favorite sport, Mac, overall, or are you just a seasonal guy? Uh, I'm pretty seasonal. I like, uh, I like horse racing. I like baseball the best, so those two would have to be in a dead heat. Uh, 
I, I played football, but football season uh, uh, doesn't interest, interest me as much as when the Astros are in the thick of it, yeah. and they've been in the thick of it the last five or six years. So I'm mainly a, a foot. I mean, a baseball fan and horse racing. And I think a lot of people, and I've talked about this before, are especially here on the West Coast, they're really not that familiar with how deep the tradition there is in Houston and their love affair with the Astros. And people think about the Astros, they think about Nolan Ryan, J.R. Richard back in the day, and of course then they had great teams after that with Bagwell and Biggio, and of course they went through those rough seasons as well too. But there is so much great history with this franchise and it doesn't go back to the you know the Yankees and in you know the Dodgers and the Cubs and that sort of thing you know the early 1900s but there is a lot of rich history there you know with the Astros there certainly is and uh they've been the best Houston sports team ever over the last five years making the ALCS five years in well so from a long-term perspective you got to give them the nod as the most successful Houston sports team over a five-year period ever. So, uh, and on top of that, the Astros are a classy organization. They're very involved in the community, and they do a lot of great stuff for Houston. So, uh, I am a orange and blue Houston Astros fan till the day I die. And he's thrown out the first throughout the first pitch of what game one of the ALDS against the White Sox, right? I mean, how many times have yeah. you thrown out first pitches there at Minute Maid Park? Uh, four or five, and I. I took a bunch of these nuns to the game last Friday when uh, yeah, we I, beat the White Sox. And uh, so the Astros called back to when the nuns coming again. So they're going tomorrow night. And then the Astros are invited one of these nuns to throw out the first pitch. So that should be exciting. It's, it's funny because I saw the nuns when I was walking over to the stadium on Friday, and people were walking by, and they were asking the nuns to bless the Astro fans. And then I saw them up there, you know, above center field, and I had no idea that, that you were the, the guy that was behind this because on Saturday's game, game two, I'm going, oh, where are the nuns? We need the nuns because the Astros are getting, you know, beat up here. And we were all saying that same thing, like, hey, bring back the nuns. So now we know that, that Mac is the guy behind the nuns. Yeah, on Saturday they had to teach religion class uh, because obviously they have their priorities. Yeah. But uh, they'll be there tomorrow night cheering on the Houston Astros and throwing out the first ball, so it should be a lot of fun. That's outstanding. Okay, my friend. Hey, what has been the most satisfying bet that you ever made or you cashed? When Texas won the national championship in 2005, uh, I was a huge Vince Young fan. We stopped in Las Vegas. I bet $200,000, I think it plus, plus 200 or something like that on uh, Texas. They were seven-point underdogs for Southern California. Set in the stadium in the end zone when Vince ran in that final touchdown. So that's certainly the most satisfying ever. Yeah, I remember it well at the Rose Bowl, no doubt. Uh, how often do you get to Vegas, Mac? Uh, not as often as I should. I work too much since this pandemic. I've worked just about every day other than the – Last three days, I was in Boston cheering on our own hometown Houston Astros. But I love Vegas. I love the uh, action out there, and it's a great city for uh, tourism, for food, and for gambling. And uh, I'm a huge Vegas fan. All right. And your favorite spot? Where do you where do you like to go? Where do you like hanging out? Give me your favorite favorite uh, either food spot, your hotel, sports book. Where do you like hanging? Uh, uh Jimmy Vaccaro. Oh yeah, we know Jimmy. Jimmy's a good friend. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy's great. There you go. Jimmy Vaccaro, and uh, I love hanging out at his sports book, and I've had some good luck there. So 
that's my favorite spot. All right. Well, we're going to get you over to the Cosmopolitan. Next time you come to town, you let me know. We'll get you over to the Cosmopolitan. We'll have some fun over there because you got a lot of fans over there as well, too. Who runs the sports book? Yeah, that's William Hill. That's William Hill. Oh, it is William Hill? Yeah. Good. There you go. So, yeah. That's it. Big William Hill. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, it's great being on the show. And go Strohs. Go Strohs. Appreciate you, Mac. And, uh, and his man. we'll look forward to seeing Bye-bye. you. Games one and two. I'll be back there, my friends. I'll look you up. You got it. Bye-bye. Take, take care. There he is. Mattress Mac, Jim McInvale. Uh, the gallery furniture owner of the chain of stores, community guy, diehard sports fan, diehard Houston fan, and a big time better. Two million dollars on the Astros. Got him at sixteen to one, ten to one. So if the Astros win it all, Mattress Mac is going to collect himself over thirty-four million dollars. Pay that man his money. We hope so. All right, we come back on the other side. The Good Brothers are going to join us. We're going to talk a little wrestling with them. Also, Marco D'Angelo is going to join us from Wager Talk. Love having Marco on as we dive into the college football schedule on Saturday, the NFL on Sunday. So uh, we look forward to that uh, in hour number two. And again, like we said, we'll be at the Cosmopolitan. Of course, uh, we're at the Cosmopolitan on Fridays. Had to step away last Friday, but back at it again this Friday because I was in Houston last week. So, um, yeah, we're back at the Cosmopolitan. Matt Holt's going to join us uh, tomorrow. Our best bet segment, uh, all obviously live and in effect there as well, too. And uh, we'll get a little preview of that with Marco as uh, we'll have him give us our his best bets uh, for the weekend uh, today, a day early, as we get ready for that. All right, so remember, get on over to the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas and also the William Hill mobile app. If you deposit at least $50 into a brand new account, they're going to match it with an additional $50. Just got to use the promo code TC50. That's right. Use the promo code TC50. And if you open a new account, boom, they will match it. All right. Deposit at least $50. They'll give you another $50 free money to play with, whether that's betting on the NFL, college football, the Major League Baseball postseason. Do whatever you want. And it's our good friends over at. William Hill, and uh, very happy, of course, to have them involved. And again, you can go to the Cosmopolitan or you can go to any of the William Hill Sportsbook properties around Las Vegas or the great state of Nevada. And again, bet where you watch the games. doesn't necessarily have to be in the sportsbook, but go deposit that money into a brand new account. And then uh, you can also go uh, to any of the kiosks over at any of the PTs and the Golden Entertainment uh, properties as well, too. It's all there for you. All right, having fun here on a thunderous Thursday edition of the T.C. Martin Show. Steve Sachs, appreciate him last hour. Uh, Yes, what's going to happen tonight? Dodgers, Braves. This series is 3-1, but hold up, wait a minute, put a little boom in it. It was this way last year, wasn't it? Dodgers came storming back. Does it have the feel of being a little bit different this year? Mm, We'll see. Atlanta sending their ace, Max Freed, to the mound tonight and of course the ALCS they've got a day off and uh, as Mattress Max said hoping that the Astros can close it out if you're an Astros fan that is as they now lead the series three games to two and how quickly that series has turned around as the Strohs have reeled off 15 unanswered runs in games numbers three and four all right back on the other side of the hour don't you dare go anywhere on this thunderous Thursday <laughs> 